and the mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, And welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 336. All right. Hello. We're back. We're back. Last week's episode, if you're like, where's 335? Well, that's tucked neatly and nicely into the old Patreon. It was Patreon-only episode last week. So if you want to listen to that, go over to patreon.com slash weird science. still there. It's waiting for y'all. Just wondering why you haven't called. You know, and you know, some holidays have come by and you, you just haven't called and it's getting upset thinking, you know, that it's kind of, you know, not love. So maybe, maybe you should reach out and love it. Hey, right? hey, but we're here this week, a bunch of books. But for this episode, it's just going to be me and Clay and we're going to be talking Amazing Spider-Man number 73. Some big things happen in that. I don't know if you've heard. And then also. Shang-Chi number four I, I don't know if you've heard about the Shang-Chi Pretty hot right now It's like Hansel So damn hot uh, And then what I think I want to do Is go and do another show Before next week To end up getting Some of the other books Like a Daredevil Right? You like the Daredevil, do you? Daredevil number 34 Defenders number two You like the Al Ewing, does you? I don't really But, you know, that, that's just me and then Extreme Carnage Toxin, which I really want to talk to with Brandon. But Brandon and me are having problems hooking up. It's like back in the day, me and Gwen Stefani had a lot of problems hooking up. She didn't realize this, but we, we had some problems. And with that, too, if you want to listen to more and more, you can go over to the Patreon. Not only listen to the Unloved Last episode, still waiting for you to call. It's very sad. It's like Gwen Stefani waiting for me. Uh, we also have our badass picks of the week, and that spotlight episode was Kazar, Lord of the Savage Land, number one. You know, Kazar, and when Kazar comes to town, he doesn't come cheap. He doesn't. He thinks he's Tarzan, that guy. I think he's a bleep bleep. But you also have Avengers Tech on number two. Speaking of bleep, that's a Jim Sub book. Oh, my goodness. Jim Sub doing that Avengers Tech on. It seems like such an important book. This Sentai Avengers book, holy moly. You can hear me talk about that. But yeah, that leaves a bunch of books left. That leaves like the Defenders and also Daredevil and all that. So we'll, we'll, we'll do all of that. We'll get all that done. I'm very tired. I don't know if you can tell as I'm repeating myself. I'm talking, I'm thinking, did I already say this? I think I did. Hello, love. How you doing there? You want some fish and chips, does you? Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to go right into these with Clay before I, you know, get taken away in the padded wagon. And me and Clay talking about those. And the big thing, obviously, I said Amazing Spider-Man number 73, it does end up retconning since past, which is a it's a story that deserves not only be retconned, but pretty much taken out and shot at dawn. It's awful. This retcons it in a smart way, I think, because if you're going to, like, snap your fingers, if you're going to say Mephisto does this, undoes that, whatever. Then you have to kind of make what happened after that. Like, what would be the case? So 
making it happen, but not in the way you think. I think that's the best retconning. I think that's how we're going to get around to, quote unquote, retconning one more day. I don't think you're going to actually make it not happen. I think that you're going to make some people remember more and then make it happen themselves now in a way of, okay, let's do our one more day, one more day where we can get married. Let's have kids, baby, like stuff like that, right? I think that's the case. What am I talking about? But before we go into this, please go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. WS stands for Weird Science. It's weird. Follow us. I'll follow you back. And then, like I said, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you get a bunch of shows, including a bunch of Marvel stuff that we ended up doing just this week that I think that I'll mention a couple because I think it would be some things that people would enjoy. We ended up doing a rest of the story podcast where we get something that's coming out that week and kind of explored a little more some other. And what we did was me and my men, Matt, did Kazar, my father, my enemy, a story from Marvel superheroes number 19. So that ties in the Kazar. Did we also, me and my man Stork, we did Spider-Man as amazing friends number one. For our Marvel back issues where we just talk about a older issue from Marvel that the badasses get to pick. So we talked about that. That had, of course, Stork's favorite character, Ms. Lion. What's up, Ms. Lion? What's happening there? That's just me. Impromptu acting. Uh, but even with more things that aren't necessarily Marvel, we did our first episode of September's Book of the Month, which is Why the Last Man. We ended up talking about number one with like Miss Lion, you have Ampersand the monkey in that. Everybody has these pets nowadays. I mean, really. But with all of that, all this nonsense, all my rambling and stambling and crambling, let's get on to the podcast where me and Clay will start with The Amazing Spider-Man and get rid of that sin's past. All right, and I'm here with my man, Clay. What up, Clay? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, lovely. Lovely. As As we go in, and we were just talking about the first book that we're going to talk about, The Amazing Spider-Man. And uh, it's a big issue. I mean, real big. It's it's the penultimate issue, I guess, of the whole run of Nick Spencer. And while everybody thought that he was going to retcon one more day, he ends up retconning Sin's past, which you called last issue. You said that you thought it was going there. And so you were right. So you can applaud yourself, right? But it's weird because I, I have no idea half of what's going on in this. I mean, I'm, we're going to struggle to get through this. And again, we're going to say it right away that we're not lifelong Spider-Man fans. And this really, and a couple things that I even read, some of user reviews and things like that on Comic Book Roundup, specifically say, man, if you read all these stories, like this is the greatest thing you'll ever read because since past is pretty much the most hated Spider-Man story, one of the most hated stories overall. And get one more day was pretty much hated as well. So, you know, you have all these things going here, but it's a weird swerve by the end that people seem to be happy. Like, okay, you get rid of since past, but they seem to now forget that we all wanted one more day out. And this gives me a little hint of how we're going to do it because the idea, this isn't like, okay, since past. And if you're not aware, that's where the, the story was that Norman and Gwen knock boots they end up having twins they have all this stuff going on in Paris and Peter's all upset and you know it doesn't retcon it in like a Mephisto snapping his fingers and say it didn't happen it's retconning it in a way that I think is smarter all that stuff happened it just wasn't what you thought 
It was all a dupe. So you don't have to go back and and say that this story. No, you're just looking at those stories in a different light, and it makes it less creepy. It, it makes it less awful. This is a, since past is why Eric Shea stopped reading Spider-Man comics. He completely stopped when that happened. He's like, screw it, I'm out. If you're going to tell me that Norman ended up having sex with Gwen Stacy and they had kids, I'm out. He just was, he was done. And it so makes with it feel icky, you know? Yeah, that's what he said. Now, later, <laughs> Dan Slott comes around and you end up having Doc Ock in the body of Spider-Man. And even then, Eric had come back then. He hears, okay, there's this Dan Slott, a new run. He goes on. And then right away, he says to me, yeah, this feels weird because, you know, Doc Ock in Peter's body is like going all after Gwen, like MJ now. And he's like, this is the same. So he got upset and he stopped again. Uh, but that was less of that deal. But with this, again, those stories, they're still there. It's just now when you go back, you know that they weren't true. This is of the mind. You, you almost get where these since past deal, that was pretty much, you know, dreams, mind movies, because we find out. That most everybody who was aware of it was aware because Mysterio was behind making up the hallucinations and things like that. Now, again, does that fit great into the idea of the Mysterio that we almost just had going from the amazing Mary Jane wanting to be better, having a movie to explain him to only have this? It feels a little odd. And there's some things in this that feel odd to me. Like there, there's things where you're just going to have to jump. To conclusions, as far as we know, this is what it is. it's going to be tough. I mean, I'm telling you, this is uh, an issue that I, I'll tell everybody if you're interested at all, go and read it, try to make, you know, heads or tails, and you'll see. I'm, I'm sure that some things that we say are, are not going to be, you know, but this is how we think it is, and it might be different, but we're going to give it a shot. And it's written by Nick Spencer, obviously, art by Z. Carlos, Carlos Gomez, and Marcelo Ferreira, and we're having. You know, multiple artists on. I thought it looked good throughout. Yes, Colors by Alex so. Sinclair. Yeah, and letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. Kindred in prison, Harry Osborne and Carly Cooper, but they escaped and found their way to Carly's morgue, where Harry is about to uncover the only remaining body there. Kindred also captured Mary Jane Watson at Mysterio's abandoned theater headquarters, where Kindred has started to unmask. This will truly surprise Norman Osborne, who was sure his son Harry was Kindred. Norman is currently at his Paris mansion, where an artificial intelligence, Harry Osborne, which Harry himself created in the event of his death. Again, I wasn't aware of that. I don't ever remember it, at least our big run that we're doing. Like, that just seemed like, okay, AI, there you go. Uh, he has just reminded Norman of the deal Norman made to achieve glory with Mephisto, the cost Harry's soul. So that whole deal of you owe me Harry's soul, all that where Harry seemingly ahead of that gets an AI and really wants to screw around with Norman and Peter and get into it all the while. And because of Kindred's machination, Spider-Man just faced six sinister sixes and barely escaped with his life. Now Spidey intends to confront Kindred at Kindred's mausoleum which he goes but then gets transported to paris i mean this all i love too that this has the sinister war sticker on but the sinister war in my mind is over and really ended with a thud so you hit this and you're like really if this is what's going on here a lot bigger than six sixes going after him right you know just a dog pile up on him in a bunch of issues this actually it's crazy it's crazy now I'm going to lean on you a lot with this as we go through this and try to get an explanation where Peter <laughs> ends up at the mausoleum. He he uncovers a painting and then falls through. 
and ends up in Paris. I mean, right away you see, I mean, you fall out, you see the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Like, okay, I get it. We're in Paris. And now again, the thing with Paris is the, you know, the Osborne mansion, but also is where Gwen Stacy was since past. That's where she ended up having the kids and stuff and all that, you know, stories back in the day. Well, the big thing is, and it's funny too, how the reveal is, it's like, you have Spider-Man, he's about to go in. And then all of a sudden you see it's, there is what looks like Gwen Stacy. I legitimately thought this was Gwen Stacy. It does look like her. And again, if you think it is, just say right there, and it's not, it's Sarah Stacy, but seemingly in control with Kindred AI Harry. But again, we'll get into that. I thought, okay, you go back to the supernatural then. There's Gwen. She's pissed. She got killed. She may even come back and blame Peter for the neck snapping and things like you know, that. There, there was a whole bunch of rumors like back in the day that I remember reading of like things that Marvel is not allowed to do. And uh, there was like a list of characters that can never come back. Uncle Gwen's, Ben would be one. Uncle I, ben, I, would, I would say Gwen. And you know, then stuff like Gwen. That. And so when I saw this, that immediately came to my head. And I was like, this is what I've always wanted. Like, break the rules a little bit. And like, let's see what's going on. Now, this, like we said, can be very confusing. I have not personally read the story that this is kind of quote unquote erasing. Pass, yeah. Uh, I know that you went over it on the Patreon. Yep. Yeah, uh, I read what, it last year. Or? Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it was last year. Yes. So I, that, that's one of the few things that I have read. Now, this goes deeper than that too, because there's continuations and things that I did not read. Since past it is awful. It, it's bad. It's creepy. It makes you feel icky as you read it and you wonder, like, what the hell? Now, with that, I did end up seeing that at one point there was going to be a retcon of some of the characters, specifically, I think, Sarah and Gabe. And they were not allowed to do that for some reason. So the whole story continued. But even with reading that, please, I don't understand half of what's going on here. But it's not like I understand the concepts of some of it, but I don't like I can't tell you like. Okay, where's the AI come from? Where's like, there's a lot of leaps here that I don't, but like you said, y- you actually kind of got the idea that it was going to be since past, that it was going to be retcon, even without reading it. Uh, but again, when you see, I think that Nick Spencer's playing with it, I think the way you're getting, like, y- you see that and you think it has to be Gwen. It looks like Gwen. Mary Jane thinks it's Gwen. You're not really that aware of Sarah Stacy. Right. And and these sort of things, which is crazy. Um, but then you're like, OK, is this the big reveal? You even said to me, is this the reveal is Kindred? Can we say that Kindred is Sarah Stacy or is Kindred taking the form of Sarah, but is still Harry, but an AI? I mean, it gets confusing. I mean, what, what is, you know, I, I ask you, I, I would love to say, like, what do you think? But I don't even want to. It's, have you like on the, the spot with the deal because it gets convoluted with it what's gets going very on very convoluted even in it trying to explain itself through this whole thing because at this moment we no longer get a spider-man story this is all background on what exactly is taking place how is this even possible and all of that i understand the attempt to hey we're gonna make these people canon again but also retconning them and you know because i mean 
all of Marvel and canon. They've they've kind of made it to be this kind of thing that it, it's so many years since like uh, Amazing Fantasy 15 for Spider-Man yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know, what's funny. They basically have gone all along with the everything matters. Yeah. You know how DC's trying to push it now, but they've always just done that. I mean, yeah. I even saw when I was reading stuff for this, the idea that certain people kept coming out, even retcon stuff. Don't think like this stuff still happened. It just happened. And now it's this. And this is like the way that Nick Spencer's doing it here. Um, but I mean, here's the thing. What happens in this issue is something that people are going to love. They're going to be so happy that they can at least say, okay, we were all duped. We thought what Norman was doing, it's not real. They were all, you know, kind of mind controlled and, and done. But the thing is, this issue itself, the pacing is so off. The reveals are half the time, if you're not like fully, uh, you don't even know their reveals. You don't, there's a lot of like kind of like red herrings, but I don't know why because you're already confused. All these things, uh, specifically when you start out of it thinking it's Gwen. I mean, it, it, it's really pushed. She says, Gwen, Mary Jane says, Gwen, no. And then you go and, and it goes back. It's, it's uh, one of these classic scripts of every big reveal ends up being another person revealing it in another, you know, conversation. Like Peter's coming in, I want to go. I went, oh, it's it, Gwen? No. And then you go off to Harry AI talking to Norman about Sarah. And then you go with this deal of, and here's what I get. You tell me if this is what you think. Maybe you could fill in some blanks. The idea that Harry, you know, back in the day, he ends up, you know, he wants to be the goblin. He's going to do that. But before that, he ends up uploading his AI. And then starts to mess around with things. He's the one who ended up doing the life model decoys. He ended up doing those with Chameleon and stuff to mess with Peter. That was the big Peter thing. Make him believe that his parents are alive, but they're decoys. Okay, so you go there. Then he works with Mysterio and Mendelstrom to start to clone things in a effort to really screw with Norman, but everybody else at the same time, where he did end up cloning Sarah and Gabriel, Stacy. Again, it doesn't go into full deals about like, oh, and then I got Gwen's DNA here. It, it just is kind of thrown out there. Of, then I started cloning the two twins and, and to mess with you. And then ended up getting Mysterio in the craziest ways. I love the idea that this AI talking to Norman, first off, it says that Mary Jane knew because Mysterio went in and pretended that he was the therapist and was pretty much, you know, mind controlling and duping her and giving her hallucinations about all of this. The thing with Norman, though, I guess you end up where Harry can't really say that. So he's like, well, I pumped some things in and, you know, through the walls of the mansion i'm like what like what do you what do you say there like what the mysterio's like hanging out in the vents going you had twins with gwen stacy i did but yeah and, and that's where norman's like what you're telling me that i didn't knock boots with her he's like really and i i thought it was one of the best best lines he's like really she's a little classy for you dad i mean really and i wish that he would have actually just full out said that's creepy, Dad. That that's real creepy because it was, but it was his plan. But this, think of this plan of this long burn plan. I'm going to make clones. I'm going to say and make them believe that they are the 
you know, sons and and daughter of my dad and Gwen. And this is going to go on for all this time. But in the meantime, seemingly trying to get the perfection of the clones down so that later he can make a clone body, possibly for his own AI self. It gets very wonky. It gets really like, what? Like, I, I, I think we're missing like 15 steps here. Then we go to the morgue where there is Harry. Now, is this Harry just completely a clone? Is this Harry a Harry that was the one that because he ends up saying, I did die. I died in that name. I was done. I didn't come back. But here you are. And there's your dead body. So that kind of got the idea. And I maybe some maybe you have an idea of what this Harry is. Is this a Harry now? Are we going Mephisto style? And this is the Harry that went to hell and now has come back. But Kindred is the what is going on? I uh, because think that the Harry that essentially died in Peter Parker's arms in the back of the hospital, uh, the ambulance. I think his conscience was uploaded into this AI. I think that is him. He, cause it still explains in the very beginning that he was still messed up by the goblin serum. Like this is not a Harry that was redeemed whatsoever. So hmm. yeah, I, well the kid, yeah, the kindred AI Harry is bad to the bone, right? Yeah. So you have to have and, a bad one. And I, I, I genuinely think that is still like, that is Harry from when he was Green Goblin. Like he, he was never like this little moment that he had with Spider-Man that everybody still shares to this day of like how it's so sad that Peter lost his friend, like right in his arms or whatever. I still think he was evil and he was playing this long game because I mean, it's essentially what we were wanting with when Kindred was saying, Hey, you guys need to figure this out. Like, what is it going to yeah, be? Yeah, what's the bad deal? Yeah. And this is essentially it, I think. I think that it's he, weird. He's like, you got to figure out your sins, but really, it's it's Harry messing. <laughs> so over the top. It, it is convoluted, and I think it's convoluted because I think that this book was cut yeah, at the knees. Was, yeah, it was. It was from, supposed to go on from, longer from Nick Spencer, and so he had to rush. He had to get things rolling as quickly as possible. Now, the whole idea of, you know, him trying to perfect these clones, that's where I was like, okay, how does exactly does that work? Like, what is going on here? Because there is another body that I guess was dug up at some point, because that's the body that the now much older perfected clone is seeing in this book with um i always forget her name uh uh cassie casey oh uh, carly carly Carly, with with the body there yeah yeah Yeah. so that and i didn't even think that he like that other clone lived to be that long to be like an older corpse or whatever but i mean it is what it is i guess it it is so confusing and i want to like it I'm Here's not saying I, I'm no. not saying I don't like it. I I I'm 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 more like shrugging my shoulders at points. Now with that, here's how I got the one thing, and this is you know just me and you differing on a, a slightly thing. I think that Harry ended up uploading the AI as he was full out goblin crazy when he ended up dying. I do think that when he died, he died a good guy. He ended up you know with Peter. I would like to think that you want to keep that Harry where he realizes, oh, my God, and then dies. Because only with that, 
his last Norman. thought. Oh crap, that yeah. AI. <laughs> oh my god, that AI. Watch out. And he's like, watch out for AI. And then Peter's like, I don't follow the Sixers. Alan Iverson is not my deal. That's what he thought. He's like, all right, I'll watch AI. I'll watch every game. You end up where the one thing that Norman says, and I think that that's where you're kind of getting a little inkling that this is because Norman says, no, 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 you can't do this. You died a hero. You died good. You didn't die bad like this. Why are you coming back like that? And I think that maybe set up this AI when he was full out crazed. And then, yeah, it was like a a big regret. Now, with that, Kindred itself with, oh, my God, it's Harry. Now it's, you know, all convoluted or whatnot. But like you said, that idea of now you guys have to go and find out what you did. It was you guys who did it. You guys that did it. Then you get to hear and you're like, no, they didn't do crap. You did it all. Like, it doesn't connect as well. And I think that that's where we're getting that deal of cut at the knees. What was weird is you go through this whole run, and and I mean, it's really obvious at a point that we're going to maybe retcon one more day. Oh, my God, this will be great. Mary Jane and Peter will be married. This is great. And then all of a sudden, when Mephisto is shown to have also made a deal with Norman, things changed. And that was already when we knew it was ending. But that's where, like you say, it was cut at the knees. And almost like Nick Spencer's like, well, to do one more day, that's going to take like – You can't just have Mephisto say, okay, the deal's done. You're going to have to have a really big epilogue and a really big thing to show the ramifications of that. But now we're not going to get that. I mean, we're going to end up in an issue, two issues. We're going to have Ben Riley, Spider-Man. So how do you do that? And I think that it did change to, okay, if I can't do that, let's get rid of a story that people really hate. Let's get rid of Sin's past. And and with that, make it in a way that you don't have to change anything. It just didn't happen the way you thought. And I think, again, it is a shame because I think that this might have been part of it along with let's go from here to the one more day. All of a sudden, you know, Peter starts remembering things. People start. But what can you do in one more issue? But, you know, all this going on, I mean, like we said, basically, it seems like it was a lot of cloning going on that that fits. And people probably roll their eyes anytime now they hear clones and and Spider-Man. But the idea that this was all Harry doing this. Now, with that, how does this tie into Norman selling Harry's soul and things to Mephisto? Because it's more like. Okay, is the monkey paw that then Harry's a like it it doesn't really it doesn't jive fully with me. The inclusion of Mephisto is something that I'm still trying to figure out. It it, it, it doesn't necessarily make sense for him to be around when Harry is giving the 411 on how everything just went down. And it kind of makes sense. I mean, again, you can make it make sense. There's some jumps, but yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. It does sound feasible, of course, comic book logic, but Mephisto isn't involved here. So why is it that Strange is, you know, coming to Mephisto and they're having this conversation, you know, at the very end of each of these issues? Like the whole thing started with the fact that like, like something was wrong with Peter's soul. Yeah, and and Dr. Strange saw there was the deal. It wasn't like, and then you get away from that. That's you, what the weird thing it's, was. You it's, have gotten, it's gotten away so far that we're like now dealing with Harry and all of these clones. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. story itself, this whole background, <laughs> yeah. has nothing to do with Peter. No, Peter's barely in this. I mean, this is more Harry Norman stuff. 
yeah, it, it like, combines it shows, into it shows the idea. the beats where, like, Peter had interactions with them, but he did not, like, his actions did not cause any of this. Yeah, and that's why I go back to Kindred Harry in the, you know, Dark Prism, and he's like, you, you better go and find out what happened. It was you guys. It was all you. And like I said, well, really? Was it? Because it looks like it was all you, dude. You ended up ending up with this AI. And even then, I mean, like I said, that's like, well, okay, that's cool. But what's going on? And it, it just ends up getting so far away. When, you, when Mephisto shows up in a Spider-Man book and they talk about a deal or, you know, you're only going to think one more day. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it was retconned that Norman was able to rise to power as Goblin because of Mephisto and a deal. It became that deal, which makes more sense in this story than the one more day in Peter. But yet there's Dr. Strange. I don't think he's there trying to, you know, fix things with Norman. He's still there with Peter, which there's still that deal out there. But again, I think that at the end of this, I think that Mary Jane and Peter just leave. They leave New York. Ben Riley's coming in to take the place. They're going to leave, take a sabbatical because they want to fall in love again. And then they'll come back. And it'll be weird because even in the Slack today, people are talking about, oh, man, well, that'd be cool to see the wedding. And I'm like, you don't got time for that. Like, well, what are you going to do? Like next issue after this one, just go, oh, yeah, by the way, you guys should get married. OK, uh, you know what I mean? I you, think you just- say that you say that. But. If you've seen solicits and you've seen the cover that's supposed to be I happening, see the cover. it's it's the wedding. So they're going to be teasing something, but I, I, d- I don't see it happening. Yeah, I think they're just going to go off to be on their own and, and possibly get married. And then maybe, like I said, it would make sense you do the Ben Riley stuff till issue 100. I mean, we're having a big anniversary of Spider-Man coming up, too. So he's not yeah, going to go that's true. away. It's, it's even silly. To think, oh, this is it. Peter's done. Like, if they go away, you know they're coming back. I'd rather have them go away like what we have at this cover where they do look like, you know, hey, let's go get married or let's maybe they do and let's go to a honeymoon, whatever. Then Kindred banishes him to hell. Right. And then he's got to fight his way out. I'd rather have it after this because this has been a lot of dark stuff. I'd rather have it be, oh, my God, Mary Jane, I remember what happened. So do I, Peter. Well, let's go work this out. Let's go see what we can do, whatever, instead of like a snap finger from Mephisto or whatever. But also instead of Kindred, like ripping them apart. I just I don't know. We're going to have to see. But by the end of this, I think that most people are going to be so pleased with the idea that you're getting rid of sins past that you can overlook some things. And I can overlook them, too. It's just that. I don't know. Nick Spencer almost seems like in my mind, especially for newer readers, he he goes just too far. Like he could do this in a more user friendly way to get everybody on board, do this. But he starts doing things with especially when you have the Sarah clone that then kind of changes up. And now it's Norman. Then you're going off and it's yelling, call me Kindred. Now I'm like, I don't know what's going on now. Again, I can't really explain exactly. Then is back to being Sarah. Then is there. And so it seems like that's more chameleon stuff is what people said at that. But even then, I'm a little confused. But by the end, again, take a take away the, you know, Dr. Strange stuff, because like you said, it doesn't fit really in this part. I'd rather have Dr. Strange go to Mephisto and say, listen, we're all sick of you. 
Stop it with these deals. Like, or actually, he's like, listen, I love how he's like cross-legged and floating. Like he has to show off like a jerk. He's there. Look at me, Mephisto. I'm Mephisto isn't even looking at him. It's like I'm not looking at you, crazy man. But if Doctor Strange just says, "Listen, I'm going to cast a spell right now." The spell is that people wise up in this damn world and don't ask you for <laughs> deals. They never go right. Whatever. Uh, I don't know. Or Doctor Strange said, listen, don't do them with good people. Norman, I don't care. Whatever. But it's still it goes back to deal makings and what you did. But even then, it's like, but we have only one uh, wager that truly concerns you. Right, Doctor Strange, the value, the virtue of a hero for the corruption of a soul. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Now I have as it no goes idea. To this, right. Like with 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 how. With how the story has been going, like I said, I've I've kind of forgot about Mephisto and Strange, you know, having that whole conversation at the end. It like bringing up this corrupted soul. We knew that's how it started, but that's not how the story has progressed. No, so there is no reason to bring it up again in my mind. Now, if they like freaking, oh, by the way, your real illegitimate child, Norman, is Peter like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it does look like, I mean, they're they're having this whole deal. And, oh, we're going to have a reunion, generations under one roof. We're there in France. I'm like, whatever. But I, I'm telling you, Mephisto at the end could have said, I want a ham and cheese on rye. Hold the mayo. It would be the bill. Oh, my God. Hold the mayo. To be continued. I'm like, all right. I, I'm, I'm more excited, though, for a next issue of this than I have been in a bit. Even through the sinister war and stuff like that, because I need to know yeah. what the hell is going on. So I can't wait for the next issue. And I, it's certainly going to be something that people are going to be fired up to, to get a hold of and read. And that, that's cool. That's a good way to end. So Nick Spencer is playing it right, whatnot. But you do end up having a backup with a 9 11 anniversary deal. It's nice. I, I actually liked it. I, you know, it's very quick. You go through it's a lot of like silent stuff and just go it's john ramita jr on art coming back to marvel for it and actually does look pretty good and i'm not a big john ramita jr fan in the least i I really am not i think that he obviously shows that he is better at marvel and knows these characters a lot more Mm -hmm. with that his captain american spidey pretty good i mean you have a big thing at the end where you have a lot of the you know fallen uh, you know, people, the, uh, the first responders EMTs and the first responders and stuff. And they're talking, you know, every single one of them are heroes, things like that. It looks great. It really does. I, I thought that it was really well done. Like I said, it's I think it's in most of the books and whatnot. So, you know, you're bound to get something with it. Just page through it. It's it's not anything crazy, but it's a nice deal. But overall. I'm like a seven out of ten and it that it could be more if things make more sense. I'm telling you. Just trying to wrap my head around scene to scene in this, I'm like, I know that I'm missing things. I know I am. I looked up things. I tried to do my due diligence, but it's it's frustrating knowing that something is probably bigger than you even realize, but not being able to grasp that, not being able to get it because I just didn't read every story. And yeah, there are, you know, callbacks and stuff, but it's beyond that. This seems like it's it's going with things and you kind of have to really know the stuff to really get the grasp, but I I understand what he's trying to do. It's cool. I just it's gotten away from what we thought we were going to get and what we really wanted. Yeah. But this is this is fine. Uh, what would you give it? Yeah, I'm I'm. I thought I was going to be a little bit negative. I was going to give it a seven five. I, I I understand that like 
the art is great. It, it is really good the entire uh, way through. For me, though, like you did more than me. I didn't even do the research. For me, I've just heard about these stories. I, I, I've kind of, you know, I've had a lot of friends that are into Spider-Man. And so they've. I have a friend that's uh, if you ever listen to Fans Without Borders, uh, Brent, he is a huge Spider-Man fan. He loves the Clone Saga. So I know he he usually reads these on the Marvel Unlimited app. So he's going to read this three months uh, later and he's probably going to be ecstatic because clones are being uh, reintroduced here. But for me, I, I don't know any of this stuff. So for me, looking on the outside in, I was confused, but I do understand the idea of bringing all that back into fruition and saying, hey, here's how we legitimize it and also kind of get rid of, quote unquote, the ickiness of what everybody did not like in in the first place. So because of that, I give it a seven five. I, I understand where Nick Spencer's going. It's not his fault that the story was, you know, cut off at the knees. It's a story that we've really enjoyed. Like we always say, so I'm just, I'm hoping for a great, you know, season finale, basically uh, for next issue. I'm hoping that it's something that's so good and big. And then when you go off to the Ben Riley stuff, some of the things you can continue kind of finishing up so that it does get a little more time. It just seems weird that we're at this point. We have one more issue left. It just does not seem like a lot. And then I even, like I said, I was talking to people in, in the Slack and I'm like, if you end up like the next issue, like, why couldn't you give them that big 75? Especially this is a big thing that happens in 73. You are retconning. An awful story that people wanted you to get rid of for so long. You could have done something like a 75. Like, wouldn't it be cool to issue 75 as a wedding, you know, of that? Maybe they do, you know, go back or they, but it just, 74 is out and then you're going to start this new thing. It just seems weird. Like they really wanted to screw them, (laughs) really wanted to diss them. Though I see people who say, that they're pretty much going with the idea that he was going to leave for Substack. And I'm like, eh, that seems too new from that. But who knows? Who, who knows the deal? We're going to go next to uh, a book that, I don't know, it, it becomes real hot now, right? Now that the <laughs> yeah. movie's out. At Shang-Chi, when the first Shang-Chi miniseries by Gene Luan Yang came out, which I really loved. I, I thought it was really good. Uh, nobody was reading it. Y- y- I couldn't find anybody that, hey, what do you think of that Shang-Chi? I read it afterward. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I bought the trade, and so I jumped on to right? the – Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it, and I've really been digging the uh, versus the Marvel Universe series that this is. And now, like, now I'm like, oh, my God, this is like – is this the big book of the podcast? Because nobody can – everybody's talking about Shang-Chi. And it's one of those – it's weird. Like, have you seen the movie? I have seen it twice. Okay, I've not seen it yet. So the thing is, and and I'm not a movie guy, so who knows when? I was. I'm not going to say when or if because it's going to be on Disney Plus in 40 days. That. Okay, 40 days it is because <laughs> I I'm not going to the theater. I should just sneak off to the theater one day and watch it because I really do want to want to watch it. Um, now if you you go and you continue like, oh, does that mean you're also going to watch that in humans? But I don't think I'll ever watch that. Uh, that's just me though. But the Shang Chi I'm interested in. As, by the way, I still have to watch the last two Spider Man movies <laughs> too. <laughs> Eric was all mad. He's like, did you watch the trailer for the new Spider Man? I'm like, I haven't even seen the last two. I, I've not seen a legitimate Tom Holland 
Spider-Man movie. I've seen him in the other things, and I really like him. I'm like, I'm, I'm so behind on things. But you have this now. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. That's why I wanted to. And it's good. I can ask you. Do you think that this two miniseries going, does it translate well if you watch the movie to go and read these? Or is it just kind of one of those, well, if you like Shang-Chi, you go and hear Shang-Chi here. It doesn't really have much of a look or relation to the movie. There, There is a little bit of a spin. Um, I was telling this. I actually uh, talked to some people about uh, uh, we actually reviewed the movie. So um, in this book, we know that Shang-Chi is the new leader of this organization, right? Well, there's an organization in the movie that his father is the head of. It's called the Ten Rings. Not going to spoil it for anybody listening to this episode. I'm just going to say something happens to where that organization needs a new leader. And so it's, it, it has a it, bit of a, a it has a little take. bit of a similar take on it. And so that's why I would say I recommend reading the first uh, miniseries because that and goes then going really into into this. And things, yeah. Because well, it, cool. in that case, you can you can start to enjoy the character and kind of the the same similarities of the movie and then kind of just be like, hey, I want to follow Shang-Chi to see where he goes from here. Yeah, and obviously, if you have like Marvel Unlimited, there's a lot of older Shang Chi stuff. Uh, but yeah, I obviously I think that people would go to this. And Gene Wang, Gene Wen Yang is a great writer. I really do like him. Not everything, uh, but this I really have like. I like his new Superman stuff, like that. The only thing actually that I really didn't like as much as most people was that DC was the Batman Superman. You know, yeah, it wasn't that he was really doing right now. Yeah, I wasn't really huge in it, but I, I do love him. I mean, if, if you're reading this, screw the idea of I don't read DC or whatever. Superman smashes the clan is awesome. And even, even if you have, you know, younger kids or whatever, you should have them read that. It's it's really good. But highly recommended that. Yeah, it's so good. But this this is good, too. And I love the idea that you ended up in that first mini. You ended up having the establishment of the five weapon society, but also his half brothers and sisters like brother saber sister dagger that continues on into this as well and also leads to the idea that they have not replaced his one sister sister hammer uh that if you didn't read the first one they were really really tight and then she gets sent away because she was a distraction to shang chi and ends up in russia and that, that was the whole first deal but in this he seemingly is having nightmares he's having nightmares that his sister is alive in their old mansion deal of the old house, but it it seems weird. And so with this, I do like it where you have Master Ling and you get that real big deal of fours mean death in, in the mythology, in the Asian. The, the number four is the bad luck number. That's the number of death. And I love that Esme, the younger sister dagger. When they go to the Fantastic Four Baxter building and, and she's just like, oh my God, it's the fantastic death. Like everything with the force death. Oh, my God. They have so many force there. That's the thing, though. If you are a fan of, say, Gabby, you know, X-23 deal or even like a Damian Wayne, that's what Esme's like. She is a little girl 
who is just insanely into just killing things. She, she's and, and a little over the top, but it's the best part of her character. I, I love her. And when you have this deal where, say, her brother, Saber, and again, they're all half-brothers. They even spell it out in this issue of, hey, what do all the other mothers call it? Well, my mean pretty much said that they were all mistresses and the other, you know, hookers and stuff. And it made me laugh. But with that, they were all sequestered away from anything you know, pop culture, anything they were, you know, classic, like raised in these martial arts communities. She ended up sneaking a smartphone and knows all the stuff. It just cracks me up. And and with that, in the beginning, she's even like, you think that the thing could beat up the Hulk? Like she's going on and on on this tour because they're trying to break into the Baxter building. It's fun. I mean, the whole thing is, is pretty much fun. But the, the deal is, is that Shing Chi figures out this idea of these. OK, I got to get. Something's going on. The negative zone pops up. Master Ling ends up being able to do little mind probing. And he's like, okay, these dreams are coming from the negative zone. I think that what it's telling you is that the house the or the five weapon society, there is no hammer. I think that it wants you to go and get your sister. She must be trapped in the negative zone. So he calls up who you would read. Hey, read. Can you help me? He's like, yeah, it's funny, too, because the way tell me the way I read it. He calls up and he's like, hey, Reed, what's up? Shang-Chi here. Oh, hey, hey, what's up, Shang-Chi? Oh, I need some help. Oh, what is it? I need to go to the negative zone. I swear to God that Reed was pretending he was an answering machine then. When he's like, Shang-Chi, I'm sorry, the Fantastic Four are off planet at the moment. I thought that he was, <laughs> he's like, you have reached the, the Baxter building. Do you see? It made me laugh. I'm like, oh. But they, they end up deciding they have to break in to the Baxter building and get there. It's very quick. The, the one thing about this issue, and this one I thought was a little down. I, I like this second, you know, series deal. This just seemed like it was a couple scenes just smushed together to have cool things, break into the Baxter building, you know, go into the negative zone, find out. But I, I don't know. Did you, did you like, I still liked it. I, it just, it just I enjoyed the feel... concept because, like I said, this whole miniseries is supposed to be Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe. Of course, he is the new leader of the – what was it called? The organization? The Five, the five, the five Weapons. The Five the, Weapons. The Five Weapons Society. So he's, he's the master hand and he is the, the leader. So every single time that he is confronted by a hero – I mean, we saw it in the first issue with Spider-Man. He's like, hey, you know, this organization is, is you know, kind of rough. Are you sure you are got everything handled? Like, what are y'all going to do? And we hear that Shang-Chi is trying to, you know, convert them and, and make them do stuff for the good. And it still has a bad rep. So I, I like the way that Shang-Chi has to kind of go around that complication to still try to do good but other people still see them as bad and they're kind of questioning like hey why are you hanging out with this group of individuals you know and, yeah, and the, i like that too i like that a lot and that's the whole reason why uh reed is like hey you know i heard you're hanging out with a bad crowd and you know i i really enjoy your company but i can't really have those people in my building you know uh and that's when Shang-Chi's like, hey, yeah, we're going to break in. We're, we're going to do this. And it, it you're you're burning bridges, but not necessarily burning bridges in that sense. And I don't necessarily know if a whole lot of books will, you know, 
move with this as far as like making a big story plot with Shang-Chi in the future or anything. But it is interesting to make these relationships a little bit more complicated. So I like that. Here's a crazy deal. Just this is bizarre because, again, I swear to God that this was announced as a miniseries. I think this is an ongoing now. I, I just ended up because I was thinking, you know what? It doesn't say of anything. And I just looked up the number six solicit, which comes out in November. And it says, don't miss the end of the first arc. So maybe wow. we will get more. Maybe. And when you were saying that, I'm like, huh, maybe I would, we will get more. I would because be, I, would cool. be, I think that would be really, really cool. I mean, yeah, you, so you have that's an unlimited case. amount of characters to kind of go up against at that point. Yeah. And I love, like you said, the concept of this is great because Shang-Chi's father was a real piece of crap. I was going to say piece of work, but he's a, he was a piece of crap. He was bad. The, the Five Weapons Society, bad. They did bad things. Shang-Chi is trying to get them to be good, but he can't really spell it out completely because then he's got to ease it. But with that, everybody else still thinks they're bad. So when they end up where Shang-Chi is a really good guy, right? But yet they all think that, oh, my God, it corrupted. There's a lot of reasons why you could think he's been corrupted, all that. And that's what I like. I love the concept of him still being a good guy, trying to do a good thing, but can't really spell it out to the heroes and now think he's bad and they're going to fight. But he doesn't really want to fight, but he has to do it because, like you said, Reed, he, he can't just help bad people. And he's been told and things that have gone on keep looking really bad. So he's like, yeah, I, I really can't help you. I mean, you got to lose my number at, at this moment. So like, screw it. I, and I like that Shang-Chi gives. I, I, do you think that Shang-Chi, I guess maybe he would have hoped that Reed would help him, right? But do you think that he really thought, I mean, I, I think they already had this plan of breaking in and just like, I'm going to give this one shot. Hey, Reed, I, you help? No, okay. <laughs> I go. think so, because I think that the negative zone can be something of, like, a dangerous thing, and yeah. he probably knows that, you know? But, like, at the same time, I have to think, like, it's nice for us as readers to think, like, oh, all of these superheroes are all just best friends, and they yeah, they yeah. can always help each other when they're needed. I don't think that's necessarily true. No. Like, no. There's, there's no way that Fanta- the Fantastic Four knows every hero that's out there and they are willing to help whoever they can. Like, yeah. yes, it's a superhero thing to do to be like, okay, they're in trouble. Let's go help. But when it comes to a personal phone call, I'm like, uh, dude, I don't know you. And you're yeah, asking I mean, me that, to use some of my most I mean, expensive yeah. equipment going into the negative zone. Yeah, no can do. You know, that would be, you know, me and you record to get you record with a lot of people. So do I. But does that translate to me calling you up? Hey, Clay, I, I really need to borrow $50,000. You're like, I really don't know you. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're going to pay me back. What the hell? Uh, so, yeah, I kind of go. And, and with that, Eric, like, you're a I, nice guy, but I don't yeah, know if really. you're that nice. <laughs> yeah, like, there you go. Me and Eric live three blocks away from each other. Three blocks away. We have been doing a podcast now for eight years. I have not seen him in person in almost <laughs> two years now. I mean, pretty much the day the day the shutdown started, I have I not need you, seen him. I need him. you to ask him for that much money now. I need yes, you to. Eric, can I have 50000 bucks? He's like, I don't know who you are. Like, I'm telling you, with, with the whole deal with the Patreon and stuff like that, when I found out about, like, PayPal and stuff, that I actually don't have to go and hand him money, like, because I, I have not seen the guy. I, I have not, I don't even know if I'd recognize him anymore. So I, I don't know. I'll ask him. 
hey, can I have fifty thousand dollars? He's like, you kidding me? <laughs> just he's nonchalant. Like just a, be like, yeah. hey, you know, we, he's buying a big Galactus friends, or something. You know? Yeah, we're, we're best friends there, pal. <laughs> Remember one time, I think one time I said something like somebody made fun of him about a review. This is years ago, or whatever. And I'm like, and he's like, uh, I got mad. He didn't. I'm like, I can't say something to, you know, one of my best friends. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, let's keep this professional. <laughs> he's like, you ain't one of my best. I'm like, thanks a lot, jerk. <laughs> but yeah, with that, like Shang Chi. And, and it's funny, too, because, you know, like you said, they, they don't know everybody they probably have been on a team at one point but even that when you have guest stars and books they're only there for like a second they're usually doing something you have a little cl- like it's almost like a guy who you see at summer camp for a week a year and then you go back and you're like hey there's john hey what's up but you're not real you know you're not you're not gonna blend the money like i said right <laughs> i'm a cheap guy anyway i'm not gonna do that but i i do like that though i do like this and i like this one Again, because it really puts that into, you know, into view. The some of these others, it's just like, okay, we're gonna fight, we're gonna fight. But at least you get that beginning where Reed doesn't seem to realize, you know, if he should help or whatnot. He says, I, "The negative zone's crazy. I can't really help you. Plus, we're off planet, whatever." But it gives you that reset of, okay, Shang Chi's a good guy. He's liked, but. This five weapons society is giving them a bad name and people are going. So, again, we're talking a lot about that because this issue really flies by. You end yes. up, I got to go to the negative zone to see if my sister's there in the dreamscape deal. You go in and the big reveal is it's not his sister, it's his mother. And she, in a weird deal, in the negative zone, you end up having those praying mantis type insects. And she has been able to commune with them of the mind and talk to them. So she keeps saying, chit. Shit, and I'm not cursing, no cursing alone. And, and so she's like, you know, and that I don't know that that weirded me out a bit. But it's one of the things of like, oh, her mind's kind of gone and whatnot. Maybe to lead to the point because at the end, it looks like Shang Chi's dad, you know, in the but it's in the shadows and stuff. But I, I just you end up having his mom come back. Then they have to fight through the Fantastic Four to get out. They do get out, and then you get the continuation of, you know, pass the baton. You end up having Reed call up Captain America and say, we got some problems we need to talk about Shang-Chi. question, though, because technically, wasn't it in the second issue Mm -hmm. Shang-Chi already with Captain America? Fought Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. What I think is happening. I mean, next issue, it says he's going to go up against Iron Man. Iron Man. I think... Do you think they're going to go on a full-on uh, Shang-Chi family versus Avengers? Yeah, I think that that's what's happening. And and even with the Fantastic Four maybe joining in as well. I, I think that what you're getting is he's calling Cap, who's already starting to gather some... I think they're gathering people. <laughs> like, hey, if, if Shang-Chi screws with you, call up. We got a gang going. We're going to get them. And now you screw... Like you said, next is Tony. I'm like... He is just, he's messing with the Avengers. I mean, is this, but it's not really a plan. It's more of just what he needs. So they're big. But yeah, I, I think that this comes down in that, you know, probably the last issue of this arc, at least. And that's what's funny, too. This is what made me think as well, because when this book first came out, it pretty much seemed to be called Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe. Now that seemingly is just the story name. You don't yeah. really have that on the deal. So I think that when this ends, 
you'll have them fight everyone. Obviously, at some point, they'll have to realize, oh, maybe not. Maybe you fight him and he goes off and he's pissed. Maybe he's like, screw you guys, and goes off. Because I don't know that you really need to be this involved after this. But I do like that idea. I'd love it if we end up having the Shang-Chi Civil War, like some crazy thing like Deadpool comes out and he's like, I'm with Shang-Chi. I don't like any of you guys. And he starts building up. a. T- I don't know. I don't think that's what's going to happen. The big thing is this five-weapon society, his dead dad, all, all that stuff. But, yeah, they seem to be gathering up people. And then yeah, and if the Fantastic Four isn't involved, I still think Ben is. He's, he's pretty pissed. Oh, yeah. He, yeah he, you was, know. he hated the fact that that Shang-Chi basically made him useless in that fight. So, and for me, I, I genuinely want more from Shang-Chi because I will say this, um, Shang-Chi right now, the movie is my favorite Marvel movie right now. That's awesome. Um, And and a lot of people think that as well. It's really good. So if you can safely go see it, I say, go see it. If not, wait the 45 days or whatever on Disney plus it's the choice is yours. But, like, I would like to see more of this character. And if this means that we're going to be getting an ongoing series, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you as well. And I, I'd love to go on. And what I did like about this and, and still do, again, I'll bring up Esme's sister, Dagger, the young girl sister, um, who's, who's kick-ass. I mean, she's the head. She's the head of the Dagger clan in this. And in this, again, she's beating up you know fighting johnny she's fighting ben but she's such a fan of them she's fangirling out as she's doing it but also yelling at him at one point again she goes with the number four means death she's all confused about what why is 13 a unlucky number here at the u.s that doesn't make sense 13 there's nothing wrong with that it's kind of a funny deal but when she's like oh my god it's the fantastic four that means fantastic death no no no, it doesn't mean the same and then johnny swoops and he's like that guy's death on fire. I mean, fireman. that's yeah, death by fireman. That that's a fantastic <laughs> death. This is great. She's so excited, and what I love about her again, it's just that little thing. But she's fangirling out as she's kicking their butts and, and jumping around. It's so good. I love the family. Is what I'm getting at. And even with this through this second series, you're getting that idea that brother Saber is not on board. You don't get that here. It kind of gets pushed aside a bit. But up until this point, you know, Brother Saber seems to be a traditionalist. He wants the Five Weapon Society, maybe not to be bad, but he thinks that Shang-Chi's trying to change too many things. So you, you get that idea that even at the end, if that ended up being him, which I don't think it is, you know, coming out of the shadows because you end up having his mom, you know, recognize whatnot. But he does seem like he might go and kind of stab Shang-Chi in the back, which would be awful. It would be, you know, kind of a, I wouldn't like it, but it would make sense in the deal. And we'll see. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Again, we're talking more about how much we just love the book instead of just, you know, talking about the deal, but it's cool. And in, again, you have, you know, this, this family going and it's, it's pretty cool. It's almost like the Shang-Chi, almost like the Shazam family a bit, the way that it plays out, which yeah. is really awesome. And I, I do like it. But at the end, you have the mother, you know, kind of get this weird call goes out and, you know, in the darkness, you end up and like, oh, my God, it's you. And then this person who does look like it would be his father coming back again, saying, so good to see you alive, Jang Li. I need your help. And then again, she's talking like the praying man is chit, chit, you, 
I'm like, all right, let's see. But then I get excited, though. I'm like, oh, he's going to have the armor on. It looks like a Shang-Chi type. Like, he's kind of, like, pimped the armor a bit, maybe. I don't know. I want to see what it is. But overall, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 after all that meandering about. But the art's really good. I think Jin Luen Yang has a really good grasp of this book and and Shang-Chi, the character himself, but also the family involved and the other characters that are guest stars. Uh, it's it's kind of funny too. Like we talk about this, and you ended up you end up having it, so it's a setup to have the guest star of the month each, you know, deal as if like. But now Shang Chi's so hot, you almost think like we don't need that, but it's cool. But you know, I, I hope that people jump onto this and read it because of the movie. Because uh, I saw, it. I mean, the movie's breaking, you know, even records of whatever Labor Day record it broke yeah. in and still what is pretty much a shutdown when it comes to movies. That's very impressive and, and very cool. So I, I got to see it. And now you get me all fired up. It, gotta, it's a I fun movie, uh, but I'm right there with you. I, I would give this an eight. You know, it's not it's not the greatest issue of this you know series, but it's definitely not the worst. I think that it was a little stagnant. I think that they, like you said, are building up to something a lot bigger for the finale of this one arc. And, you know, as far as the twist is like for, for the mother, um, I feel it's a little weird and, and it, cause it's just kind of out there. We haven't really heard anything about his mother, uh, since the last miniseries, I think, but very vaguely, like not even, not even too much on that. So, I, I mean, they're going to probably do a little bit more of exposition on all of that next issue, but I'm looking forward to it. So I would give it a solid eight. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. And and it's funny because you center so much on his dad that the mom deal did get pushed aside. You didn't really think. So when you end up, oh, it's his mom, you're like, huh, I really wasn't thinking much about his mom anyway. But there she is. We'll see what happens. So with that, uh, we will go. But before we do, tell everybody all of the shows that you're on. Yeah. So you can, of course, always follow me at Fanboy Clay on Twitter. You can go to the uh, link tree that's usually in the show notes here or in my bio on Twitter. Uh, You can find me on DC Alliance, Batman News Weekly, the Comic Book Legion podcast, Weird Science Marvel, this podcast, Weird Science DC, and uh, Weird Science Manga, we're still trying to figure all that out. And then, of course, the Ranger Alliance podcast. All right, that's it, everyone. That's the end of the episode and the end of just this, but not all the books. Like I said, we'll be back to do some more. I'll also be back Sunday night for the two Star Wars books that me and my man, Dr. Matt, will be talking about, and that's Dr. Afra and also the War of the Bounty Hunters number four. So look for that as well as like i said another episode that'll have daredevil defenders defenders i am a robot we'll see how it goes with that please go over to the twitters and follow us at ws marvel comics also go to our patreon patreon.com slash weird science that will help support us for all that we do here on the regular feed but get a lot more shows in return and also just throw it out there that if you can't do any of that and you could rate and review the podcast that helps as well that is awesome so you know everybody here get fresh croup beep boop all that i'm going to talk to you in a couple days you know and we'll deal with the other things then so it's it's real late <laughs> it's real late i gotta get to bed wait i need my beauty sleep and i'm telling you i need it and i need it bad holy moly but 
I will talk to everybody soon.